Oh, you can't miss me sometimes. <laughs> so, God's calling. Um, I just want to talk to you a bit tonight about communication. So, it's very important. It's important in all aspects of our lives, but it's definitely important in the body of Christ. So, communication, what is it? It's an exchange of information. It involves verbal, so it wouldn't be very good if I just got up here and didn't really say much to you. And it involves non-verbal, so... We can tell a lot by just looking at somebody. Um, they don't necessarily have to go through the mouth, so there's good and bad forms of communication. It's a transmission process, and I looked up some... Uh, I can never say this word. Synonyms. So, we've got imparting, conveying, presenting, passing on, and disclosure. They're just a few. So, I want you to keep those things in mind as you watch this video clip. I cannot understand a single word you're saying. Oh, dear God. Thank you. You are such a good God to us. I personally believe that US Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have that. That's where, that's where uh, I, our, uh, uh, to, uh, but, but, but that's, that was true for the Spanish. Let's get back to the tax, the rich. I was worried about the FCC. Accommodating God. And we thank you, oh sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord and uh, i believe that our ed education like such as in south africa <laughs> thank you the mayor and fellow rachelanians <clears throat> i'm proud to be here today and each day by day day by day <laughs> <laughs> so that just that just goes on forever <laughs> about three minutes of that people just trying to get words out so some serious confusion going off do you ever feel a bit like that do you ever feel like you, you can't really get across what you want to say or you're not really understanding what somebody else is trying to say and um, i think we all kind of struggle with that a little bit and um, so i just made at least uh, some effective and non-effective um, outcomes there, communication. So if, if we if we have effective communication, it builds. Effective communication builds. So it builds strong relationships. It builds trust. It builds encouragement, honesty, uh, persistence, commitment, love, integrity, confidence, fruitfulness, and some non-effective communication. That that kind of kind of tears down. So we end up with broken relationships and it causes anger and frustration and conflict and resentment and trouble. Trouble. Some people 
like me sometimes can get into trouble quite easy. Um, lack of understanding and it causes distance. So it can be a powerful thing. It is a powerful thing. Communication is a powerful thing, whether it's good communication or bad communication. Um, so I'm looking at examples of poor communication. <laughs> one, one sad fact is that um, we know that the divorce rate is high, but in, a, in, in over 50% of cases, people have stated that it's been poor communication that's led to that point. And, you know, there's, there's many things that people say for, for divorce, but in the beginning, it will have nearly always started with a lack of poor communication. Yeah. And some good communication. So it's vital to all our relationships. It's, it's vital in growing strong and healthy relationships. And that doesn't matter whether that's between spouses, siblings, friends, work colleagues, but especially with the body of Christ, yeah. especially yeah. between us and God our Father. That is the most important communication and it needs to be good. Yeah. So speaking about our communication with God, um, it's, it's the key, our communication is the key to getting this life right. So everything we do, however, whatever plan we think or whatever, um, whatever um, dream we think that God's gave us, whatever God's will we think is for our lives, it all comes down to communication, key communication with God. But the outcome is always determined by the input. Yeah. So to get a good out outcome, we need to give a good input. And how is this? This is in our prayer life. So that's our communication with God. So um, I'm here to tell you tonight that we need to start some prayer meetings that last about four or five hours. We need to just wait on God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, when it comes to prayer, I believe that everybody's different. Some people, their way of communicating with God is to, they can pray for hours on, at a time. They can get up at five o'clock in the morning, they can pray for hours. And that's their way of communicating. That works for them, that works for them, and it works, it works with God. It's not the same for everybody. One thing I will say right at this point is don't get hung up on what other people say that they're doing their prayer life. As long as you are communicating with God, yeah in your way then that and, and you're not ignoring him then that is that is what counts so what is prayer um, Spurgeon said that the heart of prayer is the prayer of the heart so when we open our hearts to God that's when we're praying that's when we're really communicating with him when we're, we're open and we're honest with him and, and it's not about the words that we use. Sometimes we, we sit we sit in prayer meetings and or even in meetings like this and we listen to some of the words that people use and, and we think I, I'm never gonna be able to pray prayers like that. But sometimes the simplest one sentence prayer can be the one that changes people's lives. It doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be loud doesn't have to be really quiet it just is what it is at that moment as God's speaking to you it's about what's in our hearts so Spurgeon also said that prayer is the address of a poor creature on earth to a great creator and loving father in heaven wow so we're poor creatures <laughs> but that means we've got an amazing God 
We've got an amazing God who wants to spend time with us, yeah. the one that yeah. created the universe. We've got access to him. Yeah. He wants to be in a relationship with us. He wants to sit. He wants us to sit in his presence. Yeah. And because of Jesus, we have got the privilege. We can sit in his presence. Yeah. The one who's got all truth and wisdom. So if you're looking for answers today, I would urge you to, to get in contact with God. Yeah. You know, prayer doesn't always have to be sitting down, putting your hands together, getting on your knees. You can pray while you're walking about. And yeah. sometimes it's not always done verbally. Sometimes you, you're praying in your mind and you, you're communicating with God that way. So everybody will communicate in different ways and at different times as well. Um, so can I have the first slide, please? So how should we pray? We should pray regularly. So in Daniel, it tells us, it says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he got down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he had done previously. So the, the king had signed a decree to say that if, um, if anybody was caught praying to another God, that they would be thrown into the lion's den. But yet, Daniel went home and he still prayed. He went home and he did what God had told him to do. Yeah. He, was, he, he was faithful. Um, we should pray privately. So Daniel did that, but Matthew 6, 6. These might be the wrong way around, sorry. <laughs> um, but when you pray, go into your private room and closing the door, pray to your father who is, in, who is secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward, reward you in the open. So yeah, we do need to pray corporately, but we also need to pray in private. That is the most important prayer. When we're on our own with God, yeah. and we're opening our hearts to Him, yeah. and He really sees, sees us, sees us at, sees our soul. We should pray frequently, Psalm 55. Evening and morning and at noon will I utter my complaint and moan and sigh, and He will hear my voice. I thought that was really funny. Because I think sometimes we do, don't we? <laughs> we tend to moan and sigh and But, you know, it's, we learn, we learn. And sometimes we do have a little bit of a moan. Um, but hey ho. We should pray without ceasing. Yeah. Is that on the next one? In 1 Thessalonians? No. So in 1 Thessalonians, it tells us to pray without ceasing, um, and it, it should become like breathing. It should be done often sub subconsciously, so we don't really have to even think about it. Mm. And, and it tells us to pray in times of trouble as well. So Psalm 50, verse 15, um, says that he delivers us, he will deliver us from our troubles, but he delivers us so that we can honour and glorify him. That's why he delivers us. That's why we should pray in times of trouble, because he wants to deliver us. He wants to be the one to give you the victory so that his name can be glorified. Yeah. So it should be as essential as breathing. Like, like breath sustains us, then prayer should sustain our soul. Yeah. That should be our substance. So um, there's, I've already given some reasons why we should pray, but God commands us to pray. Yeah. It's mentioned prayer over 250 times in the Word, and the Word is, is Holy Spirit inspired. 
So I think we should take this a little bit seriously. Because the Holy Spirit is the key. He's the key to this relationship. It's not just about us and God. It's about the Holy Spirit as well. So I've just got a few um, a few reasons why we should pray that I'll go into a little bit more detail in. So it's a privilege. You know, Jesus purchased this for us. Yeah. He died so that we could have the right to enter that throne of grace. It cost him his life. And it was the greatest sacrifice that known to mankind. There will never be another sacrifice that is that great. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Yeah. Reason two would be, it builds our relationships with Jesus. So it's a, Christianity is a relationship. When we accept Jesus into our life, it's not just to, to get to heaven. It's not just a free ticket. It's so that we can have a, a relationship with him, like we have a relationship with, with our parents, with our brothers and sisters, with our spouse, that, with our children, it's so that we can have that relationship. Um, and in Ephesians 3, 14 to 19, it says, well, I think of all, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never... Don't, it doesn't matter how much we communicate with God, how much we, we open up to God. His love is just so wide and high and deep and we, we'll never be able to fully understand it. That's how great his love is for us. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't build relationships at all, full stop, good or bad, if we don't communicate with people. So Julie spoke this morning and mentioned new people coming into the building. If somebody could walk into this building and if nobody ever spoke to them, they could walk back out and we, we might not even know that they've been. And we'll never build a relationship, good or bad, because nobody spoke to them. So this, this place where we speak to God, it, it's where we receive and experience him. It's his love and it, it builds it builds our love for him, but it also builds our love for each other. So it doesn't just build our relationship with Jesus, it builds our relationships with each other. And because the more we love him, the more we come into relationship with him, the more we love each other. So the more we get on each other's nerves and we wind each other up. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's let's get into that place let's get into that intimate place with God because the more we love him and the more we communicate with him the more that that'll, that'll start to disappear it'll not bother us anymore and that person will we'll be able to love that person and those people that just rub us up the wrong way a little bit we'll be able to love them like God loves them it unifies the body of Christ now that that is one reason <laughs> To pray if that's the only reason that is a good enough reason yeah. the third reason is it helps us to overcome temptation so it's a deterrent to sin so Luke 22 40 if we've got that one it's shorter one for us here there he, there he told them pray that you will not give in to temptation 
simple. Just pray. Pray that you will not give in to temptation. So just before just before Jesus knew, he knew that the guards were going to come for him. So he went to he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he said to them before, pray that you will not um, that you will not give in to temptation. And then he went into the garden and he prayed. And you know Jesus had struggles. Mm -hmm. Jesus faced intense moments in his life that, and that night he swept blood because he, that situation was so intense. It was heartfelt, but yet he went in there, he told, he gave an instruction, so he commanded them at the beginning to pray. And then he went into the garden and he demonstrated what he just told them to do. And then when he came back out, he also told them, he told them again, pray that you will not give in to temptation. So he reiterated what he'd already told them to do. So one thing you should do when you face temptation is pray. Mm. Get on your knees and get praying. <laughs> you know, the fourth reason I put is it helps us to determine God's will and accomplish his work. This fits in with number three, because when Jesus went into, into the garden to pray, everything within him did not want to go to that cross. That, that moment was a struggle for him because he knew that he loved us and the Father loved us and that that needed to be done. But, but yet, it's, it, it was such a, an, an immense pressure to, to have to stand, to face, to know that that's what I'm going to have to go through. And, and if I don't, the consequences of him not doing it. And it, it, it determined that Rather than his will, it was God's will. He went into that garden a little bit unsure and thinking, he asked, he asked, he asked God, you know, if there's any other way, if there's any other way, please, please, Lord, if there's any other way, let it be, let it be that way. But he came, he came out of that place knowing that God's will was that he had to die. Yeah. So he's, the, when he went into prayer, the, the, he knew that God's will was what needed to be done. It's a little bit like, um, we, we, we find it hard with God's will because sometimes you think that you'd be very peaceful when you know that, it's, that, you, that you're in God's will but actually you're not in a lot of cases when, when we're doing things in God's will we can be very scared we can be petrified we can have butterflies we can be nervous um, and it's like witnessing to somebody so to, to, to talk to our colleagues at work and to our friends and our family that don't know Jesus Sometimes that is not a peaceful place. That is a very, very scary place. But yet that is God's will. So it's important that we go into prayer. We, we go into that situation and we, we discuss with God so that it, we know that it's his will. Because he speaks to our heart. You know, as a worship team, we, we pray. Um, we pray every, before every meeting. Um, through in the back and we've started praying at the end as well and we just want to glorify God we just want to know that look God we're giving you space and this is so that your will can be done this is not about us this is so we want you to come into this place and have your say and it be your will and not ours so the fifth reason is and it's a weapon of spiritual warfare Christian life, as you've probably discovered, is a bit of a battlefield. So can you imagine 
you know, we've seen all the wars on telly and, and we've seen films and movies about it, but can you imagine going into a battlefield and not having a weapon? That is absolutely crazy. It, actually, <laughs> I watched a film about, about um, I can't remember what they call it, somebody might have seen it. And it, it, it's a true story based on, a, on a, uh, I think you were a padre, and he, and he went, uh, no, you weren't a padre, sorry. But he, he refused to have a weapon, he refused to take a weapon. In, and they tried everything, the lads, the, they got the lads to kind of bully him a bit and hope that he'd go home, and he would not give up, he would not give up. And he went into, he, he were a medic, and he went into that battle, it's Hacksaw Ridge, that's the film, you need to watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and amazing, you know, you watch it on a movie and I know that things are, but to be in that situation and the lives that he saved, I, I think in one night he saved around 75 lives, approximately, in what, alone. And that was without a weapon, yeah. you know, because I'm saying it's without a weapon anymore, without, without a physical handheld weapon, but he prayed. Yeah. He prayed and it, yeah. it shows you an interview at the end and he says, just one more Lord, please just one more. And every time he would find one more and then he'd say, just one more Lord, and, and he would keep finding one more. Ephesians 6, it's 10 to 20, but because we've got a lot of scripture here, I've put the main bit up here, so it's 10 to 14. So it says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. It goes on in the following verses to tell you about the armour of God um, and putting on the armour of God. You know, it'd be crazy to go into war without any armour. Our struggles are not against humans, they're against spiritual spiritual realms. Yeah. And when we when we neglect prayer, we're going to the battle unarmed. And when I was looking at this, I, I came across a little testimony from somebody called um, Jay Kessler. He's the former president of Youth for Christ. And he said that he was at a meeting one day, and I think it were a conference day, and at lunchtime he noticed a young man that refused refused any lunch and he sat and he prayed and he spoke to his friend later on in the day and he said you know I really admire I really admire that that guy you know I think he's praying and fasting and and to come to a conference as well and, and to be doing that and he's sticking to it and he must so he spoke to the guy and, and, and asked him and he said yeah I'm praying and fasting but he said I'm a Satan worshipper and I'm praying that Christian leaders will will fall into infidelity and that that they'll that they'll fall. And I, I'm kind of struck by that. That do you know what? That is a reason to pray. Yeah. That is a reason to get our armour so that to go out into the battle so that we don't fall. Because there are people that are praying like that out there that are Satan worshippers. But we need to worship Jesus. Yeah. We need to lift yeah. His name high. We need to get to know him so that we can tell everybody else about him and how great his love is so that we can overcome the darkness. Yeah. And lastly, it's an act of worship and obedience. So 
Obedience, as we've seen with Jesus on the cross, is the greatest sacrifice that we can make. Um, we spoke in, in Connect Group, and one of the things that, that we were talking about was, was sacrifice. And um, like, what's one of the hardest things that you've had to do to be obedient to God? And one of the things for me is forgiveness. Sometimes somebody can hurt you so much that you just think, how, how can I ever forgive that person? How can that pain ever go away? And I read online that it's somebody, somebody described it as, when you choose not to forgive, it's like drinking a poison intended for someone else. And I think somebody told me this at the time, and I, I would not believe them. At that time, in that hurt, in that point, no, I, that's, that's just not true, that's not true. Why is it like me drinking a poison? It's, it's not me that's done anything wrong. They've hurt me. And I can't, I can't forgive them. But I found myself spiraling down into a, into a depression because I could not bring myself to forgive that person. But do you know, when I realized that actually that's a, it was a choice, but it's not an instant. These things don't happen in an instant that it takes time and that forgiveness is a choice daily but eventually it's true you know if you forgive somebody you, you, you release yourself you really do release yourself you release yourself for more glory for more of God for for more peace for more strength you release yourself and that's not easy and sometimes you need somebody to get, get alongside you, but I would encourage you that if you are struggling with something like that, to speak to one of us. It's like with prayer, prayer's a daily choice. So if we can't just decide, yep, I'm gonna pray, and you pray today, and then that's it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. It's got to be a daily choice that we do every single day. Yeah. So, um, Looking in the book of Acts, we can see, we, we haven't got time to read all the book of Acts, obviously, but if you, if you want to read that at home, that's fine. Um, we can see that the church was born through prayer, and the early church had regular prayer meetings. They had special meetings in times of testing, so prayer is important, both individually and corporately. So, if we know it's important and we know we need it, and it's valuable, why do we struggle? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I really struggle with this. I struggle sometimes, do you struggle a bit like um, Gaylord? <laughs> to, say, to get out what you want to say? He's sat praying and he's got no idea. He's just, it's taking him forever to say even a sentence. Sometimes you struggle what you want to say to God. And sometimes we struggle to hear him. Sometimes we're not listening. So it's a two-way thing. We need to speak, but we need to listen as well. We need to listen to God. So just as I start bringing this to a close, it's, this is the thing I want to focus on, the, the listening part as well. Because sometimes, it's not that God's not speaking, it's that we're not listening, or it's that we want to pick and choose what we listen to. Sometimes we decide that, I don't really want to do that, I don't want to be obedient to that, I don't want to go and forgive that person, so I don't think that's what God's really saying. And 
and, and we're not really listening properly and we, or we choose <coughs> we've got selective hearing anybody here got selective hearing <laughs> yeah, I think there's a few people that are telling fibs in here. Um, I'll not mention my fat, well, not my human family this time, but our dog, we've got a boxer dog, and he has definitely got selective hearing. If, you, if somebody's got something he wants and his attention is on that, you can shout his name as loud as you want, but he'll totally ignore you, he'll not listen to you. And we had a discussion the other day thinking that he was going deaf. But he's not. We prove that he's not. He was just choosing who we were listening to and who we weren't. Um, so let's not use excuses. Let's just submit to, to God. Let's speak to God and then we can understand his will for our life. Um, can you just play the last video quick, please? Sorry, I've been, I've been a long time. Um, but the Holy Spirit is the key to this. The Holy Spirit is the key to our relationship with God. And, you know, sometimes we need the Holy Spirit to do that for us. Yeah. To decipher that, that what it is that we, need, that we want to say, that we want to say to God. Sometimes it gives us the word in the gift of tongues. So you might have heard of that. So it's, it's a gift from, from God and we, we speak in tongues and it's the Holy Spirit that's just giving us the words to say and he's interceding on our behalf with the Father. Um, and, some, and he interprets that. So like those, those two little boys, they were chatting away to each other. And I know it's not real language, but they obviously, they were having some kind of communication. They were laughing and, and there's, there's hundreds of videos of those two little toddlers doing that. You know, God speaks to our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the absolute key to empowering our prayers and communicating with God. And to, in 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 and 7. Do we have that one? It says, that is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is, with, is in you by means of the laying on of hands. For God did not give you a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. You know, when you accept God into your life, he lights that fire within you. The Holy Spirit comes within you and God doesn't ask you to keep lighting the fire, he just asks you to fan it into flame. And that's our choice. That's for us to do. That's for us to get into prayer. So if you're struggling, you're struggling with your passion for God, or you're struggling in a certain situation, you know the Holy Spirit can renew your passion. Yeah. The Holy Spirit can renew, renew your relationship. So I just encourage you tonight that as, as the band just, just close for us, that I'd encourage you just to open up to God. 
if you want somebody to pray with you, just, just pop your arm in the air. I'll ask you to come out to the front and I'll quite happily come and pray with you. But you know, this the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. So just invite him in as we sing this last song.